Wandering Journo at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey through theatre of the mind, highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Today we meet renowned artist and former Brisbane Deputy Mayor David Hinchliffe and find out about the streets of his town in Brisbane's vibrant Fortitude Valley. Welcome to Streets of Your Town podcast. Really appreciate your time today. No, it's my pleasure, I can assure you. Now, can you tell us a bit about the street that we're on here? I've been seeing a few Facebook posts about the transformation that you've you've had here. Can you tell us a bit about that journey? Yeah, well, I've uh, been in this street, more or less, uh, for the last 20 years. It used to be part of my electorate, which included all of uh, inner-city Brisbane on the north side, so places like New Farm, Tenerife, Bowen Hills, Fortitude Valley, all the way out to Paddington at various times, out to Windsor and Wilston. Because, of course, you were the local member here. I was the local councillor. <laughs> and uh, I've gone from, as I say to people, from paving the roads to painting the roads now <laughs> in my new role as a globe-trotting artist. Uh, so I've been here for about 20 years. And this was where you stored your art to begin with, was it? Or were you, yep. Yeah, I, I bought this place from a, a lovely old lady called Gertie O'Connor. Uh, she passed away when she was about 95. She lived in the house next door to me in Hines Street. Uh, she told me a wonderful story. Uh, I, I attended the wake of her son. Her son uh, predeceased her. Um, and there was a big family gathering in the house. And she was telling me that uh, she had been renting in this street, as most of the people who lived here back then did, uh, from this one fellow who owned almost the whole of the street. And he said, Mrs O'Connor, you've been a wonderful tenant. Would you like to buy this place? She said, I couldn't possibly afford it. He pointed to a jar of pennies on the mantelpiece. And he said, how many pennies would be in there? She said, I have no idea. He said, well, that will be enough. And then he said, there is a catch. And she wondered what she would have to do, what this catch (laughs) entailed. And the catch was that her house the house next door were on the same lot so she'd have to have two houses for the jar of pennies so that's how much she paid for this house and the house next door gosh that gives a glimpse into the brisbane of old doesn't it i can't imagine that happening now i don't think there are any houses going for jars of pennies these days (laughs) not in this part of the city no and uh the the street has had a very colorful history uh, Eileen Chapel uh, was the uh, lady of leisure who lived across the road and owned about six houses. There are various stories about Eileen. She is departed, so I shouldn't speak ill of the departed. She, uh, she was, and in inverted commas, uh, a character. Yes. Uh, and, of course, characters invite all sorts of gossip. Uh, she wasn't married to anyone's knowledge. She didn't have any children to anyone's knowledge, uh, but she had lots of gentlemen callers uh, and she owned a lot of property. Um, so, yeah, I've known not only the street, but the characters in the street for a very long time. So it sounds like the valley uh, lives up to its vibrant reputation, particularly around here. Yeah, well, you know, it used to. I think the valley is changing and that's one of the things that I, I like and dislike about the place. Uh, I love the fact that the valley still has some of those characters, but I am saddened by the fact that those characters are 
quickly disappearing. Well, what's pushing them out, do you think? Oh, well, real estate prices is an obvious one. Uh, we're standing across the road from some beautiful homes. Uh, the, I guess the corollary of beautiful homes like these ones across the road that probably cost a couple of million is that they push the older homes and the older people out of the area uh, and the renters. Um, so I, I love Hind Street. It's a little enclave, a little uh, residential oasis uh, in Fortitude Valley. Um, most people, when they think of the valley, think of Brunswick Street, they think of James Street, they think of the entertainment district, etc., the restaurants, the hubbub of the valley. This is a quiet little community and no one else knows about it uh, until your podcast comes out. Everyone will be tearing up and down this street, taking photographs and buying property. Um, so yeah, that's one of the things we love about it. It's nice and quiet. Is it um, proof that Brisbane is almost a, would you call it a series of little villages? Oh, there's no question. The great cities of the world are. London is a classic example of that. London has you know, your Notting Hill village, your Greenwich village, or lots of different villages. And there are plenty of people who don't go outside of those villages. And it's the same in, in, uh, in New York. These are cities I, I, I travel to regularly. Uh, and of course, you've got Greenwich Village uh, in New York. You've got, uh, I, my studio is in Harlem on the uh, upper uh, west side. And the people there, you know, that's a, that's a lovely, uh, uh, compact uh, community, and few people sort of go outside of it if they if they don't have to. And I think Brisbane now uh, is uh, starting to develop that uh, village foci, uh, where people love their Wilston village, their Belimba village, uh, their Chelmer village, uh, and I think that's a wonderful thing. The the worry we had. When we came to office as a council back in the early 90s, was that suburbanisation had killed the inner suburbs. Uh, the people were going to those big regional shopping centres, your Chermsides and your Sunnybanks and your Indrapillis, and that's where they were doing their shopping. So those little community village shopping centres were dying. So we established a program to rebuild those. We put money into them, we paved them, we put nice artwork and trees, and people decided, well, hey, I don't need to spend an hour trying to find a car park at Indrapilly. I can just whip down to uh, the grocer at, uh, uh, at Wilston Village or Bulimba or wherever it might have been and get my coffee and uh, some groceries. And it's not just a shopping experience, it's a community experience. So I think that has contributed partly to that localisation uh, that people thirst and hunger for. Uh, you know, in this globalised world, people are becoming more globalised, but they have a yearn for more localised activities as well. Is Brisbane growing up? Uh, oh, Brisbane has has grown up a little too much and too quickly. Uh, the One of the downsides I'm looking at as I speak to you, you know, we've got cranes on the horizon over there in Tenerife. Uh, Tenerife has some of the best streets and some of the worst. Um, the best streets are the ones that the wool stores are on. You know, we, I'm very proud of the fact that we kept those wool stores. Uh, against a lot of resistance, you would be surprised now, as many young people would be, that there was a concerted push to get rid of the wool stores. They were rat infested, they had outlived their usefulness. These were all the arguments that 
developers and the owners of the property had at the time, um, the only way we can make Tenerife alive again is by bulldozing. That was the argument. And we said, no, think again. And I remember Nick Greiner was head of uh, Balderston Hornybrook, and we were, that was the very first uh, wall store we had to uh, deal with. And Nick, who was a former Premier of New South Wales, came up and said, you know, we said, we want you to renovate these and recycle them as residential. And he said, David, that might work in Sydney, but this is Brisbane. <laughs> Brisbane's not ready for for warehouse living. Um, yeah, that's that's Manhattan. That's uh, maybe Sydney, but not little old Brisbane. Brisbane's a country town. Your people like their hills hoists. They want to live in the suburbs. Well, Nick Griner, if you're listening, <laughs> we have grown up. <laughs> so, how did a country boy like you end up in the the heart of a city like Brisbane? I had a a, a brief introduction to Brisbane when I was a country boy. Uh, my dad worked as Chief of Staff of the Courier Mail um, and for a, a few years. So we came down and we were transplanted from provincial Toowoomba, uh, which is not really a country town. Uh, Nance, <laughs> you need to get your phraseology right. I'll have to do the streets of your town from there next and straighten that out. Indeed. They consider themselves a country city. Quite sophisticated. Yes, yes. very sophisticated. Good. They have coffee there. Um, <laughs> Anyway, and uh, to my Toowoomba listeners, I've got an exhibition uh, on March 23rd at the Toowoomba Grammar School, uh, and I, I welcome you and your coffee uh, to come along. Now, where were we? Oh, yes, so I, I came down, came down with Dad and the family uh, in the 60s, and we lived in New Farm. And in those days, New Farm was a pretty rough neighbourhood. Uh, there was a there'd been the post-war immigration, uh, lots of Yugoslav uh, and Italian families. Uh, it was a it was multicultural before the word multicultural was invented. Um, so all of my friends were speaking different languages. They were eating exotic foods. Uh, you know, it was it was a really uh, it was a culture shock, especially for a little uh, skinny runt of a provincial city boy. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it was a bit of a shock. All my friends smoked. Uh, they were all doing. Um, uh, uh, Illegal things. <laughs> that's, that's the only way, the only adjective I could think of. Uh, but yes, they were all up to no good uh, in the streets and byways and parks of New Farm. So that was my introduction to the place. Uh, and I decided when I went back to Twombly, because Dad became the editor of the Chronicle up there, that Brisbane was where I needed to be. It was my kind of town. And you're still here, even after travelling all over the world, you still oh. come back to this street. I still call Brisbane home uh, and always will. I much prefer to be here. People don't understand when I say, you know, I'm off to London and New York and Hong Kong in a couple of weeks and Tokyo the month after that, that I could be, hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows go. everyone else it's in this country town it Hind is. Street it is this is this is Hind Street is a country mm. it's a country a country <laughs> in my own mind um, and no I love coming back because everything I need is here there's coffee down the road uh, in fact there's coffee at both ends of my street the, you know, the coffee runs like liquid gold <laughs> through Fortitude Valley um, and uh, the people are great. Uh, it's easy. Uh, there's no communication gap. There's tra no transportation problem, etc. In all of these other cities, I've got to negotiate all of those things. So it becomes, and I know this sounds very world weary, but a bit of a burden. 
<laughs> Bit of a burden travelling to London and New York and Tokyo and Hong Kong. And you can come back to Brisbane that you're so familiar with, Absolutely. particularly your little Heinz. And let what little of my hair is left down. <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, the one concession to comfort very is that it's hip. got a cushion. <laughs> so this all used to be very industrial, didn't it? Oh, it's still pretty damn industrial. Yeah. Uh, these buildings would have been car repair shops and stuff. Mm. Uh, there's, this coffee shop is actually owned by uh, the architects that um, uh, did my house. Oh, beautiful. Um, so, uh, Tonic. And they now run their own... As architects do, uh, I'm, I don't know there'd be any architects who wouldn't have their own coffee shop uh, as part of their offices. That's right. Uh, part so, of the creative process. Yeah. Well, coffee fuels everything. Uh, once upon a time they said uh, money makes the world go around. I think we all now know now it's the coffee bean that the world revolves around. <laughs> so your place transformed from like your studio to where you live. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I used to live in my apartment at, uh, in New Farm, mm. in the wonderful old heritage-listed uh, Glen Fallock, uh, which is on Oxlade Drive, overlooking the river oh, uh, next to the city cat. And I loved it there. Mm. I, loved all, I loved all my fellow Glen Fallockers, um, <laughs> or Glen Felicians, or whatever they're called. Uh, but I decided I would live where I worked and I literally live in my studio on a couch. Uh, <laughs> I love telling people that. And they don't believe me. Oh, no, surely you'd live in the house you built at the back or you'd live upstairs or in your apartment or whatever. Nope, nope. I'm a, uh, I'm a couch... What do they call those people? The artistic life. Yeah, the couch hoppers. I'm a couch hopper. Yeah, yeah. We, can, we can do that. Yeah. You can start um, a trend. Hmm. And I think it's it's cool. I've I've got property, but I live relatively simply. Oh no, that's not true. Anyone who knows me knows there's nothing simple about my life. I pretend to be simple. <laughs> well, thank you for giving us a bit of a tour of Pine Street and this wonderful little coffee shop. And I, you didn't know about this place before, did no, you? No, no, because it's off. Despite being in the centre of Brisbane, yeah, in the heart, the pumping heart of the entertainment precinct of Queensland. It's true. Otherwise known as Fortitude Valley. Yeah. This is a little oasis. It is. Mm. I mean, we've got the Tivoli not far from here and all these Tivoli's great little And, of course, the RNA, pubs. which is just yes. being reinvented. Uh, I oh, went you must there. love Showtime, David. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I could I could sell the parking in on my little driveway, <laughs> uh, which can accommodate three cars. I could sell it for about 100 a car, $300 a day. Yeah, I love RNA. <laughs> Part of Brisbane life, though, isn't yeah, it? The hills. Yeah. We are a city of hills. Yep. We are a city of villages, and, and the villages are all perched on hills. <laughs> this is one of the few hills that the Catholic Church didn't own <laughs> when yes. they when Is they that arrived. a uniquely Brisbane thing? No. I don't know. Well, I, I, um, Jim Sawley used to say it was, that the Catholics, and of course he was for a while a Catholic priest. Yes. When they arrived in Brisbane, they... Uh, subdivided all the hills and said we'll have a church on every one of these and damn the Protestants. <laughs> oh, 
Well, there we go. Yeah, that is the down the downside of living in Brisbane is the the hill, other hills. Definitely. But the good coffee is at the end of the hills. Oh yes, either yes. side. <laughs> For some reason, Catholic Church is at the top of the hills, but the <laughs> coffee shops are at the bottom. <laughs> That's a good little heart starter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, David, for giving me a bit of a fitness burst walking up Hind Street after a coffee. I don't know why people go to gyms. They could just come to Hind Street and walk <laughs> up and down all day, as indeed one of our locals does. They're up and down the street uh, at least 20 times a day. I don't know how they do it. Wow. They're fit as hell. They've only got sinew and muscle on them. <laughs> well, thank you for giving us an insight into inner city Brisbane life. Yeah, well, I, you know, it's a great place to live, a uh, great place to visit and great place to work. Well, thank you so much for this today, David. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm pleased to be your first. I hope, I hope it was good for you. There'll be many more. Oh, good. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, aka the Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. That's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. Stay up to date with the latest episode of Streets of Your Town on SoundCloud. See you next time.